ஜமியோ So as dear brothers and sisters and those watching online today April 24th 2021 night of the 13th of Ramadan 1442 Hijra we are actually for the past few days we've been discuss- discussing the life of Sayyida Khadija sallallahu alaihi alayha the first two days and yesterday Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa ala Muhammad and yesterday we took it a bit little bit forward from the charity that Sayyida Khadija did and we tried to learn and take some points from her life and we learned and tried to you know have a true and sincere intention whenever whatever deeds we do whatever amal we do the the intention if the intention is true if the intention is sincere then that is better than somebody who does a lot more but doesn't have the right intention and what our intention should always be qurbatan ila allah meaning for the sake of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not for the sake of people and not for the sake of anybody else except allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because this way when we do something for somebody else allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will tell us and say to us that since you were doing it for the people go and ask your reward from the people don't ask it from me for if you did it for me then i would be giving you the uh, reward but if you ask the people if you are doing it for the people and for the fame then allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say go and get your reward from the people and taking yesterday's uh, presentation forward on having the true intention no matter how small it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't look at your quantity he looks at the quality and he looks at the true and pure intention that you have before moving forward on today's uh, presentation i would like to connect and you know take yesterday's presentation forward and share one of a story with you from the time of our seventh imam imam musa ibn ja'far al-kadhim alayhi salatu wassalam allahumma salli ala muhammad wa ali So as you know uh, Sheikh mentioned uh, last year before covid happened in one of the friday sermons this story he mentioned one of the khutbah and one of the sermons so this is a story where a lady named shatita meaning uh, there was this lady and you, i'm sure you know this town by the name of nishapur in khorasan in modern day iran there's a city known as nishapur and near that city there is you know a small grave of this lady known as shatita and i'm sure those of you have went uh, you probably went and did the ziyarat of this uh, lady so this story is about uh, that lady and her true and sincere intention and her her love towards ahlul bayt alayhi salatu wassalam so as you know in the time of the seventh imam this lady lived in nishapur with an imam was in madina So if you even look today uh, Khorasan Nishapur and Medina it's a very far distance it's a very you know a long distance so it's not like you know if you even go today by airplane maybe it takes you like 1 2 3 hours maybe but back then they didn't have cars they didn't have 
you know, trains. They didn't have, you know, uh, airplanes. So the best way of transportation was either, you know, animals like horses or camels and so on and so forth. So it would take a long time, even if you were to, you know, go from one city to the next city, it would take a long time. And if you were to send something, let's say something happened one month ago, uh, the king would be sending, you know, his letters of uh, latest news, which would be like a month old. So back then, the latest news which was received by people in far distance, it was like at least a month old, a few days old, a week old, depending on the distance. It's not like today where the news comes out and we just copy the link from and send it to WhatsApp in, in the uh, matter of minutes, sometimes even seconds. Something happens in Pakistan, something happens in Iraq, somebody over there just uh, immediately to copy and paste uh, the article and send it over, to send the news and the message. So times have changed. So back then, the best uh, mode of transportation was horses or camels or, you know, the animals uh, which were used for travel. So... Uh, at the time, Lady Shatita and the village around her. So this uh, person who was going to Imam Musa al-Kadim alayhi salatu wassalam. Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa ala Muhammad. So, you know, if somebody is going to visit the Imam, some people want to send, you know, their homes. Somebody, people want to send their money. Some people want to send, like, you know, gift to the Imam. Some people want to send their questions to the Imam. Somebody, people, somebody want to send something to the Imam. And back then, it wasn't like, you know, one, two, three. So, one person was going from the village. So, he was collecting, you know, all the things and the belongings people were giving. Some people gave gold. Some people gave silver. Some people gave, you know, questions and letters to the Imam and people gave many things to this person people gave thousands and thousands of dinar to this person to give to the Imam as a present or as homes or as you know whatever the money was supposed to be used for so when everybody was giving you know uh, 1000 dinar, 2000 dinar, 3000 dinar and there's this lady Shatita who you know when he, she hears that there is a man going towards her master Imam Musa al-Kadim she says that Oh, she goes to the man and says, she gives one coin. She takes one coin and this was like, you know, her savings of the year, you can say. She worked really hard to get that money. So, she gives that money and, you know, the narrations state that she also gave, like, you know, some aba, like some clothes or some cloak uh, and as a present and as a gift to the imam. So this man who is collecting, you know, 2,000 dinar, 3,000 dinar, taking like the massive amounts of money, a whole sack filled with gold, uh, dirham and dinars, and taking a lot of money, taking the letters of the people, taking the questions. He sees that one lady uh, gives one uh, coin and some cloak uh, with that money. So he is, you know, feeling inside that, oh, what is this? One dinar, half thousands on one side, and this lady is giving me one dinar how it doesn't make sense he was you know in, inside he was feeling like you know what oh, this is she, he was feeling like you know funny like how what is this only one dinar half thousand what's this one dinar gonna do so this person he he you know he uh, lady shatita she insists that oh take this money take my present to the, to the imam so after insisting first the man wouldn't take it but after she insisted he takes the dinar and he takes the cloak and he sets off to, from Khurasan to the land of Medina where the 7th Imam was staying at that time. So he goes there, it takes you know, 1, 2, 3, whatever the number of days it took. It took a long time to travel, you know. So he takes that, uh, the stuff and goes to Medina. 
And first, he goes, he, there's a lot of people after the martyrdom of Imam Sadiq Islam, a lot of people claiming the imamat and leadership. So he goes to like, you know, various people who claiming the imam, uh, imamat and, you know, the, uh, those who are successor of the imam, they, comp uh, they are saying that, oh, we are the imam after Imam Sadiq Islam. So he, this person, he goes to the people one by one. So he is sitting there, but some people, uh, you know, don't satisfy him with his questions, and he goes to the next person. The same thing happens. He's not satisfied with what uh, these people are giving the answers. So he was sitting at one of the people who was claiming Imam at, uh, at his house, and a few minutes later, you know, somebody, Imam uh, Qasim alayhissalam, Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa ala Muhammad. So he sends one of the companions saying that there is a man who has come from the land of Khorasan and he wants to meet the Imam. So he goes to the man and tells him that Musa ibn Jafar is awaiting you. So, you know, he's kind of shocked that, oh, Musa ibn Jafar, who is this person? How does he know I'm here? Why is he waiting? So he goes with the companion. And, you know, he goes and asks some questions. And after he is satisfied that this is the true Imam, the seventh Imam, this is the Imam after Imam Sadiq Islam, he is satisfied and he says that, I have uh, some money that I have brought from you and I have some questions uh, that I have uh, from the people of the village I came from. So Imam والسلام, he takes the money first, then he goes then he goes and says that look at go back to where you are staying, go back to your motel, go back to your hotel, whatever he was staying at, wherever he was staying. He tells him to go back to that place and look at the letters. The person did not even open the letters and the answer of the question has already been written. So when he sees this, he is, you know, now he is firm. He knows that this is the Imam of the time. For how could somebody without even opening all these letters write the answer to the question? So he is, you know, he is happy. He is like, you know, contented that no, I finally found the right person. So he takes the money and gives to the person. I mean, gives to the Imam. So... Imam asked that, where is that one coin, where is that one dinar, where is that one dirham that the lady named Shatita gave? So this man was shocked saying that, I have given you these thousands of dinar, I have given you thousands of dirhams, and you are asking for that one dinar that Shatita gave. He goes back and he gets that dinar and he gets the cloak or the gift that lady sent him. And he presents it to the Imam. The Imam he accepts that cloak and that coin from the Shatita and he tells the man who came from the village that take all these thousands of dinars and give it back to the people for they are not from the halal money. They are not earned honestly. They are not, you know, from uh, the proper way of living. So these are not the proper money. This is not the right way to make the money and he sends that money back. And before he sends this man back, he says that go to Shatita and tell her that after I have accepted your gift, I have accepted your salam, and in a few days, the narration said either 19 or 20, or whatever the amount of days was, after a few days, she will pass away, and the imam, meaning I myself, the imam was saying that I myself will come to the village, and I will myself will lead the prayer, and I myself will, you know, supervise the burial. So the moral of the story is that, even when you look at, how small your deed is, but if it is done with the true intention, that's what counts. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if you were like yesterday I said, if you were to give a thousand dollars or a hundred thousand compared to somebody who gives like, you know, five dollars, but with the true intention, that is far more greater. And coming to like, you know, something that we should uh, ponder about, 
is a topic of khums. Khums is something, is a wajib part of our religion. It is 20% or one-fifth of what we have been, uh, what if, from our savings. So it is, brothers and sisters, it is important that we give khums. First, oh, first of all, I would like to, you know, you know that we curse, the, we, you know, condemn, not curse, we condemn the enemies of Ahlul Bayt for, you know, taking the right of Ahlul Bayt. But how can we be, you know, condemning those who have taken the right of Ahlul Bayt when we ourselves are not giving the right of Ahlul Bayt? Homes is the right of Ahlul Bayt. So if you're not giving it, isn't it equal to those who took away the right of Sayyidina Fatima Sallallahu after the Prophet? Something to think about. And homes is like, you know, you are buying insurance for yourself, buying insurance for your property, buying insurance for your wealth. Because after you give it the homes out of your wealth, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is like you have been insured for the year. Nowadays, when you buy insurance, you know, it's either month or yearly, whatever the system is. So, when you do business with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not like, you know, like the creation. Some people, you know, they say something and they give you offer different product. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't do that. What He's telling you when you take out homes, He is going to be taking care of your wealth, your health, and your security and your property. So it is important, dear brothers and sisters, that when we give homes, we should think about that we are not taking money out of our own pocket, but we are giving money in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. And it's only 20%. Some people, if 100,000, it's 20,000. I know it's difficult to take out that much amount of money. But when you do it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, next year you're going to be taking out more homes. Next year you'll be taking out 40,000 out of $200,000. Then when you give that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala constantly increases what He is giving you. He is looking at you and He says that, I gave him $100. And he gave 20 out of his, uh, the $100 I gave him. Then next time Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you 200, then 400. When you give in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will increase your reward, not only in this world. He will increase your risk and sustenance in this world and in the hereafter. Let us ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept our ibadat, our deeds, and our fast. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hasten the reappearance of the Imam of our time. And with this, I would like to request for a Surah Fatiha, for your Marhumeen, for all the Marhumeen, for the Marhumeen of Shaykh Man, for the Marhumeen of Shaykh Sahlani, and Ayatullah Sayyid Al-Khu'i. Al-Fatiha ma'as-salawat ala Muhammadin wa ali Muhammad.